Finding balance between personal and professional life is crucial for anyone who owns a business. But for real estate agents, entrepreneurs, it can be a little challenging since you are having to accommodate your client's schedule as well. Welcome to the Unstoppable Real Estate Agents Podcast. I'm your host and real estate productivity expert, Kim Hughes. Join me as we focus on real strategies and implement real solutions designed for you to achieve major success in your business and life while getting you organized. So hey everybody, it's Kim Hughes and today we will be talking about some little nuggets that you can use in your personal life and your business life for the summer months while everybody is at home. So when I first moved to my little town of Mineola, I literally knew no one, not one person. So it was a real challenge for me to juggle my four-year-old and a four-month-old baby and then later on finding out I'm pregnant with my third. We were building a house. We were renting a duplex. Um, my husband was traveling five days a week and I also was taking care of his mother-in-law, my mother-in-law. Um, that was the whole purpose of us coming down here because his father had passed away and we came down to take care of her and to help run the ranch. So my husband was juggling two jobs and then with all of what I was doing, we were in the middle of a huge life change. So I had to learn real quick how to create routines, how to set schedules, um, how to be everything to everybody but also find time for myself and for what I wanted to accomplish. And so that took a little while to figure out. But once I did, it was just all, it was just something that I've implemented in my life ever since. So, you know, this is, we're talking 30 plus years now. So the routines that I created for my personal life, as well as my professional, of course it didn't always go as planned, but I did have a plan in place. So when that plan did not go as I wanted it to, I could always stay, take a step back and look at it and, and think, okay, I've just got to rethink this, right? So I had to get really organized. Um, and when I say organized, I mean every day I had to know exactly what I was doing, what time I was getting up, who needed to be where, what needed, you know, what errands, what groceries, and all the things that had to be done, cook, clean, you know, everything. And then, um, and, and you have to remember, this is before the internet and before cell phones. So, you know, we didn't have all the luxuries that we have today. So as we go through these little nuggets, I want you to see where you can find the most to help you survive this summer because now we've got the kids out. Um, you may have kids graduating. You may have weddings. You may have babies being born. Um, and then you just have life happening. So some of these little nuggets I think will help you. Um, in, in there, some of them will sound familiar, but maybe this will trigger something in your brain to go, you know what? I used to do that. I'm going to do that again. Or, oh, I've heard of that. I've never tried it. Maybe I should try it now. So hopefully these tips will help you because that's what this is all about. It's about helping you making the most of every day, but also enjoying every day. 
Okay, that's that's a huge thing to remember. So I'm going to repeat that. I want you to get the most out of every day, but I also want you to enjoy every day. And that means don't overcommit, don't overanalyze, don't say you'll do things when you know you can't do it. Um, so kind of think about that as we, and, and here at, at where we are, we're in our last week of school. So I'm kind of talking to you in that aspect that life is fixing to change and you know it can be a lot of fun and it can be nerve-wracking and frustrating and everything that goes with it but you know what that's life and so let's try to figure out some ways that we can help so the first thing i would suggest is you just dump everything that you need to do on a piece of paper maybe two columns i'm a big two column person business and professional i mean i'm sorry business and personal and everything that you want to accomplish, let's say, between now and the end of June, write everything down and then write down everything for July. If you can make it to July, you know, you may have things that are going on in July that um, you can go ahead and pencil in and do all that. And I do recommend you doing this with a pencil, not a pen, because you can always erase it, move things around. Then on the next column, write down all the things in your personal life that you need to make sure it gets handled. Now, this is where you, the kids, the spouse, the family, the dog, the cat, and everything. So some of the things that I've learned is I wanted my kids to be busy. I wanted them, I, I mean, of course, now you have to remember, this is before the internet and before the cell phones, but I think it still applies because you don't want them in front of the screens all summer laying around doing nothing. So some of the things, and this is age appropriate, is make sure they have a chore list every day. You know, um, that's really important to teach them life skills at whatever age that may be. Um, taking out the trash, feeding the dog, doing the laundry, unloading the dishwasher, um, whatever that may be, make sure that you give them some type of chore so that they can feel like they are part of this. Now, before we do all this, um, you know, once you have brain dumped everything and you've kind of gotten your head around it all, then sit down with your spouse and discuss this with them and have them do the same thing. Because what I want y'all to do is to come together on what y'all can kind of tag team each other on. Now, if you're a single parent, of course, you know, this this tag teaming thing may not work for you, but that's going to mean that you need to even be more structured and have more routine and be more organized. And you can do it. Um, you know, my husband worked five days a week out of town and he drove two hours to get there and two hours to get home. And sometimes he wouldn't get home until nine o'clock at night. So yes, I did feel like a single parent a lot of the times. So that's why I had to get really creative with what I was doing because when my husband came home at night, I did not want him to be, you know, I wanted him to come home and be relaxed. So I made sure the kids were taken care of, the house was taken care of, food was on the table, you know, the whole thing was done. Yes, I was that, that person that tried to do that and I was very successful in it. Um, you know, it was very rarely that he came home and the house was chaos. And I'm not going to say he never came home that it wasn't chaos because there was a few times after our third child was born that, um, I literally thought I had lost control of everything, <laughs> to be honest with you. So here's some tips now, um, kind of got off track there, but 
really sit down and have that heart to heart talk with your spouse um, and think about what can they do to help you and what can you do to help them. But at the end of the day, it benefits everybody in the family. You know, with the way that we can work in today's world, you know, you, sometimes you can work from home and, you know, y'all can maybe say, okay, well, I'll work from home on Monday and Tuesday and on Thursday and Friday, you work from home and on Wednesday, we just figure it out, you know, that kind of thing. Um, you are now have the ability to order your groceries online and have them delivered. If you don't have them delivered, at least order them online. Like where we live, we don't have that luxury of the delivery, but I can order them online, go and pick them up and bring them back. So that right there will save time each week for you to do that. But you also have to know what you're gonna buy. You have to meal plan every day. Now that the kids are home, they're gonna need snacks and they're gonna need breakfast and lunch and dinner. So you have to really think this through. And what I used to do is I'd have a piece of paper printed out with that month's calendar and everything went on that calendar. And then on the back of the calendar, I would write just with my one, you know, Monday through Friday, what we were having each day, three meals a day. And then I made a list of the groceries and then I did my grocery shopping and I would put that on the refrigerator. So that way I stayed on task with what I was doing. Cause that's a simple thing to do is meal plan. And then I, if I could, I would make two meals and freeze one and do things like that. So you can get real creative. I mean, I could go real deep right there, but just get creative and know what's working for you as far as a healthy meal for the family, um, making sure you have everything you need to accommodate everybody in the family. Now, some of the things that I would like to, to talk about is, you know, keeping the kids entertained and keeping them busy so that they are enjoying their life as well and not losing their life in a, in a, in a screen. So look around and see what camps are coming up. You know, there's a lot of like art camp, dance, piano, acting, um, swimming, um, church camp. There's tons of camps. And then look at them and see if they are in line with what you and your family want them to do. And of course, everything is age appropriate. So, you know, we were big on Bible camp. You know, my kids went to a couple of church Bible camps. Um, one was a day camp. So my oldest son would get on the, on the church bus and he would go to the church camp for the day and then come home that afternoon. If you have kids that are in sports, you know, you're going to be really busy. So you've got to be very creative because you're going to have multiple games a week or multiple things that need to be done with that sport. So, you know, maybe this is where you tag team with some of the other parents. You kind of help each other out. Um, I mean, there were times that I, when my kids got a little bit older, I would be at the ballpark from like four o'clock to midnight you know, every day sometimes. And I would have three kids on a different field. And I would have to literally just kind of go from field to field to watch them. So I kind of got into a routine of where I knew when this one came up to bat, I knew when this one came up to bat. So I always made sure that when one was up to bat, I was there. You know, they knew that I was there. I may not have been there for the whole game, but I was able to be where I wanted to be to make sure my kids knew that I was there to support them. So that's really important. So make sure that you do that. And if you, if you and your spouse can tag team here, 
They go to one kid's game, you go to the other, and then switch on the next one. So I'm sure y'all have got that figured out, but for those that don't, that is a great way to do it. Now, if you are taking care of other people in your family, you've got to include that calendar into their doctor's appointments, um, their foods, you know, what do they need to eat because they may need to eat a special diet. You know, like for example, when I was taking care of my mother-in-law, she was a diabetic. So I had to cook a different way for her and um, then the way I cooked for my kids. And so it, it could get a little challenging, but once I got into the rhythm of it, I learned that, you know what, what she eats, we can eat. So I kind of merged that all together. Um, so the other thing to look at is, what appointments do you and your kids need to do? Now, you can put these appointments into the fall or in the early spring. So take you and your spouse off of the list. But when the kids come around, you need to do the dentist appointments. You need to do eye appointments, doctor appointments, and all of that. So start planning for those appointments in the month of July, because that's when a lot of families go on vacation and it's easier to get the appointment. But if you wanna move it to August, go ahead and do it now so that you're on the schedule for when you want to be there and they're working with your schedule and you're not working with theirs, okay? Um, that can get really, really tricky. So make sure that you work that out with each kid. Um, vacation, we're all gonna take a vacation. You might even take two. So plan when you're going on vacation and what needs to happen while you're gone? So do you need to board the dog, the cat? Um, you know, who's looking out for the mail and things like that? Get that all organized now and start a list of things that need to be done. And one tip that I think is really good, and this is what I did for myself, is I always gave myself two days to prepare, to pack, to, you know, get everything in line with the house, to empty the refrigerator, whatever I needed to do to get ready to go on vacation. And then I gave myself two days extra when we returned so I could unpack and wash and pick up the dog and do all the things and buy the groceries and all that stuff to restock the house. So keep that in mind because when you do that, you will be a calmer person and if you're the one that's the head of the household then you will make everybody happy in your house so just do that for yourself so that you're not running around it 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 amazes me how many agents i talk to that say well i'm going to be back on from vacation on sunday and i have five appointments on monday you're going to be rattled. So don't do that. Give your give yourself some grace, you know, and give yourself a little time to get over the vacation. Okay. And then, um, you know, look at your neighborhood, you know, maybe there's a kid in your neighborhood, you know, 12, 13 years old, um, that can come over to the house while you're home and they can entertain your kids. So you've got a, a babysitter and, you know, have them entertain the kids, have them make lunch for the kids. Um, that way you can go into another part of your house and you can make your phone calls, you can plan out things, you can do your research, you can do all the things that you need to do from home or that you can do from home without the distraction of the kids coming in every five minutes wanting something. So if you have somebody over there and they learn that, did you ask her, you know, did you ask her? So like we had an Emily 
Um, Emily would come over during the summer a couple of days a week for about three or four hours a day and it was just great you know I would I would lock myself in the room do my work and then if I needed to run errands I took I ran out and you know I'd live in a small town so I wasn't too far away um, and she was a very responsible person and so I trusted her and you know sometimes I would take the baby with me um, or I would take one of the kids with me so that I could maybe give them a little treat, you know, or something like that. So look at your neighborhood, get to know your people and and see who do you trust to come over to entertain the kids while you do things around the house. Um, you know, maybe it's just pick up, maybe it's to do a load of laundry, you know, whatever that may be, you know. Um, but there are kids in the neighborhood that you can hire to come and do that and babysit while you're at home. Um, the one thing I did when my kids were young is I, we had taken our dining room, my formal dining room and converted it into my office. And what I did was I had a little table in there with chairs and I had art kit and crayons and paper and all those things, puzzles, books, etc. Anything that was quiet activity. And that sat on that table. And this was unique to when mommy was working. You can come in here and you can sit at the table and you can do these activities, but you can't take the activity out of the room. This was special time for when I needed to focus and I had nobody to help me. I could put my kids there and say, you know, today y'all get to do this while mommy is doing this. And that worked out really well. And I think it, it really, you know, I look back at that and I'm like, you know, they may have been little toddlers and, and little preschoolers and elementary, but you know, when they see you doing things and you're passionate about what you do and you're showing a good work ethic, you don't think that they're picking up on that, but they are, you know, they may not even realize they are, but they are. And that helps them um, evolve into learning that responsibility and being proud of what they have learned and and things like that that's why I think it's so important to give children chores based on their age um, let them know that you do have a job and that it's not more important but this is what pays the bills this is what takes us on vacation this puts clothes on your back when you make those you know when you show those children what you're doing they learn that. And now that my children are all grown, I see that, you know, they, they may not admit it, but I do see it. I see that they have all got great work ethics. They appreciate everything that people do for them. They are there to help other people as well. So you'd be surprised at what they pick up on as you're working through the day and you feel guilty that you're working, but knowing they're learning from that. So make sure you show that, you know, that appreciation for what you have to do. Um, okay. So another thing I used to do was, um, I would get up like two hours before they would, and I would usually go to bed, um, later at night. I was a night owl. So everybody has to find their own way to do it. But I, if I knew that my kids woke up at seven, sometimes I would get up at, you know, with my husband between 5.30 and six and I would have my coffee. I would get my, you know, my planner and look at what needed to be done and anything that I could do before they could get up that might be a distraction throughout the day. And then when I put them at bed to bed at night, I would schedule things that I needed to do in the evenings that I could not do during the day. 
So you have to kind of look at that and see what works for you. You know, I, I was one of those that I could work until one o'clock in the morning and then be up at seven o'clock and be, you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed. So everybody is different. So you have to know what works for you and what's working for the family unit. Um, other things that you can do is plan a night each week and say, you know, Wednesday night is family night. And, you know, that's when you turn off all the screens, you turn off all the phones, and you just sit with the family and you do puzzles, you play games, you watch a movie, you cook dinner together, you go for walks, you take them to the park. You know, these are things that they find the balance and you find that balance because when you're with your family, you should be more relaxed and you're being able to appreciate that time with them so that the times that you are working, it doesn't make you feel guilty. Okay. That's the whole thing is a lot of us feel like that we have to be able to do it all and you don't, you just have to find the balance that works for you and don't, don't look at the influencers on social media and think, oh my God, they have such a great life because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You know, you don't know what chaos has been going on. Their job is to be showing you an easy way of life that they live. And then that makes you feel like, oh my gosh, I've got to live like that. No, you don't. You do not. You can have a messy house. You can have the laundry piled up. It doesn't matter, you know, but I'm the one that's going to tell you, get a system in place and then you can have all of that, but in, in your own way. Okay. I hope that came across the right way. I don't want to put down any influencers because I have friends that are, but you know, they put, they portray a certain lifestyle and behind the scenes, it ain't, it, it's, it's not just so much that perfect. Okay. So don't beat yourself up on it and maybe even just stay off of social media for a while, except for your work, you know, when you're posting for stuff for your own social media. Um, and then, you know, when you are looking at your summer, look at how much do you want to work? Do you want to work five days a week? Do you want to work a couple of days a week? Do you want to work every other day? So when you are setting up your own schedule, people will learn to adapt to it. Um, so if you say, you know what, um, I will show homes on Tuesdays and Thursdays from nine to seven. And then those days, maybe that's when your husband or your spouse can help you with the kids. Um, maybe that's when you have, um, a half a day with them. I mean, a half a day with the husband and then a babysitter. So it's whatever you can work, you know, to make it work for you. And then, um, because they may say, well, I'll, if you take Tuesday and Thursday, I'll take Monday and Wednesday. And then everybody is balanced and there's no resentment because what I hear a lot of times is, you know, well, I have to do it all while he's at work. Well, he is working. He's bringing home that paycheck or she is bringing home that paycheck, whatever that may be. But if you balance each other and complement each other in what you're trying to accomplish with the family unit, it all comes together. Okay. Um, but keep in mind that, you know, you can hire people to come clean your house and you can hire people to come mow your yard. Um, you can pick one day a week to go run errands, just pile it all on a piece of paper and say, here's what I got to do half a day. You know, what can the kids go with you on? They don't have to go with you on all those errands, but they can maybe go with you on some of them. Or maybe you take one of the kids with you 
and that's a date with them. So you're out running errands and then y'all go out to lunch and maybe do something special that they like to do. And then now you're spending that one-on-one -on -one time, which is equally as important. So, you know, do that maybe once or tw uh, once a week or every other week. Uh, let's see, what else can we talk about that might help you out? Um, it, it's just, to me, it's a big, it's big on responsibility of who knows what each role is. So like earlier when I was talking about my husband who worked, you know, he would work sometimes six days a week and um, he would leave at seven in the morning and sometimes not get home until nine. But when he got home, it was relaxed and everything. So he and I could have our moment after we put the kids to bed. Um, we would make sure we had a date night. We made sure to help each other. So my big thing was I hated putting gas in my car and I hated washing it. So on Saturday mornings, he would get up and he would go and wash my car and clean it out and get it ready for the week. And that was like a love language for me. Um, you know, it may sound really simple, but that was my thing is if you just did that, and to this day, he still does it. He will still, and I have to kind of remind him sometimes, but you know, he does, he does remember what those little pieces of little nuggets that helped me. And then I know what helps him. Okay. So, um, you know, when you have, at the time we had over 300 acres and that was a lot of work, you know, and you had to maintain, we maintained like three acres around our house. So mowing and weed eating and, and everything was a three day job. So anytime we could jump in and help each other out, we would. So just remember that, you know, like if my kids were down for a nap, I may go outside and mow around the house or um, do something that I knew that would help him if I had the time to do it. And he did it for me as well. Um, let's talk about delegation. So delegating can be huge for you. Um, this is, could be starting off with what age group are your kids? Are they teenagers? Are they, you know, preteen? What can they do to help you? Um, you know, these kids today, you know, they're pretty smart with that technology. So look at what they are enjoying doing and ask them to help you. You know, you might be surprised at what they can do for you. Um, you know, just look at what you can delegate. So again, I've already talked about, you know, if you could send that mowing and the um, house cleaning out, that would just be right there a time saver. But you have to have the budget. If you don't, if you don't have the budget, then you have to work it out. But if you have the budget, it's worth it. You may not be able to go to Starbucks every day to pay for the housekeeper, but that's okay. The housekeeper is going to be more important. Um, you know, when you are looking at ways that you can restructure your days during the summer, these will carry over into the other seasons of the year. So keep that in mind. That doesn't mean that just do it for the summer, but look at it and say, you know what, that worked so well. Let's continue doing that. Or you know what, that didn't work so well. Let's tweak it and see what we can to make it better. But, you know, time blocking or batching is really great. So if you are um, doing your own social media, then you need to schedule once a month where you sit down and you plan out your calendar. Um, you plan out your videos. Then you schedule your videos uh, to do the videos or to post. So like with me, 
I do have a social media manager, but I'm involved. And so we will sit and look at the next month and see what we want to put on that calendar, knowing that if the market changes, that may change as well. Um, I do all of my videos and my podcasting all in one day. You know, I plan it on one day and then the next day I do all the recordings and everything else. And then I also will establish boundaries. So the boundaries in my personal and my professional life are very, it's something I've had to learn how to do over the years. I mean, I'll be honest, I used to say yes to everything. I'm learning, no, I don't have to do that. No, I can't do that. Um, but I can do this, or maybe in the fall, I might be more available. So let's regroup in the fall. Um, so just know that your time in the summer is very precious and it's made to enjoy. People are supposed to kind of slow down, enjoy the weather, enjoy being together and all of that. But if you're so frazzled, you, you regret it and you resent it. And you're like, oh my God, my kids are gonna be out for three months. What am I gonna do? And it shouldn't be like that. It should be, oh, my kids are gonna be out, for the, out of school for the next three months. What can we do as a family and how can we enjoy those three months together? Because your kids need a break too. You know, they've been in school all year. Um, they need to be able to relax and, and, and enjoy what the summer months bring. So just remember that, you know, it, it's, it's about you and your work and, and you as well as your family. So you've got to find that balance and not everybody has that same balance. So that's where I'm going to tell you, don't look at your neighbor, work, do what works for you. Doesn't have, you can look at what the neighbor is doing and kind of think, oh, would that work for us? Maybe we try it, but it may not. So what are you going to do? But when you establish those boundaries, I mean, I'm talking about um, when you are with your family, you need to have that phone turned off. Um, they can leave a voice. You have a voicemail that says, you know, leave a voicemail. I will, I return calls between this time and this time every day. If it's an emergency, please send me a text done. If you get a text message or a private message through one of the social media apps, you should have a message that says, I will, you know, be looking at this in the next 24 hours or in the next five hours or between four and six every day, whatever that is, set that up and put it in place so that when somebody does call or text you, you respond immediately with that message. And so they know that you got the message. Okay, great. I will look for her to call me then. If I'm not available, I will let you know. Um, four and five is not going to work for me. How about tomorrow between four and five? You know, so people can adjust. So just know that you do not have to be at everybody's beck and call. Okay. If you set up your schedule, it might take a little minute to get everybody used to it, but once they do, it it's like clockwork and they will respect you for it as well. And, but that, you know, you have to have that communication. So making sure that you, when you communicate, you're communicating correctly with everybody. Okay. Um, if you're one that does open houses, most likely you're going to be out of pocket on the weekends. So keep that in mind and get people to help you where you need that help. Um, automate, automate as much as you can possibly do. Um, utilize a, a planner. You know, I'm the type of girl that I'm a paper girl. So I have a paper planner and then I have my digital calendar. 
So everything goes on my planner, then it goes on my digital calendar, then it's set, and then I set up reminders. So if I'm getting my hair cut at two o'clock on Wednesday, it's on both, both calendars, but I'm also gonna get a reminder that morning that I have an appointment at two o'clock to get my hair cut, okay? So make sure that when you're planning every Sunday for the week, you set this all up, but the first thing you do you know, to in the morning is you look at what your calendar is telling you that's going on and where, if you have to make adjustments, make those adjustments. Okay. Now I'm going to say this and, and I hope that you will take my advice is when you get up the first thing in the morning, you do not need to jump on that phone. Okay. You need to get up, get you some water, get awake, make you a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, sit down and then you can look at your calendar but don't jump up and grab that phone and look and see what messages and what emails you've missed since you've been asleep because those can wait at least one hour okay this is in the morning is when you get yourself ready for the day um learn how to outsource so you can hire people to do all kinds of things for you in your business so i will give you some examples so with our clients, we always kind of talk to them um, about, you know, where do you need the most help? And then they will share that with us and then we will come back and say, well, this is something that we can do for you. So here's how we would do that. And then you would be involved in that, in that conversation of what's gonna work for you and what doesn't. Because we know that all of our clients may have the same goal, it's just how do we achieve that goal is going to be different for every single person. So in our business, that's what we do. We look for ways that we can take the stress off of you, not, you know, in your person, in your business life. But if we see that we can help you with some things that you're struggling with in your personal life and you want us to help you, we can. But, you know, we, we offer such a variety of services that we have agents that will just want five hours a month. You know, we have others that want 10 hours a week. So everybody is different. So, you know, keep that in mind that if you need that additional help, that, you know, there's resources out there for you. Um, don't feel like you have to do it all by yourself. Um, you know, we want you to enjoy not just your summer, but all seasons. So kind of think about, you know, okay, well, if I have a new listing, I have to input it into the MLS and then I have to do A, B, and C. And that's going to take me five hours. No, not if you let us do it. And then you have that extra five hours to go focus on something else, right? So um, that's where we come in to help. Um, we not only help you create systems and processes and everything, but we help take that stress off of you in your daily life and make your life easier so that you can open it up to do things that you're more excited about. And then, um, you know, think about ways that you can take the kids with you. So like if you need to go put a sign in a yard, take the kids, um, make it an adventure, you know, turn it into a fun thing to do and then take them for a treat. You know, um, they don't always have to get a reward but it's always fun to, you know, okay, well, after we do A, B, and C with mommy or daddy, then we're going to go to Dairy Queen and get an ice cream cone, you know, or we're going to go to the park, 
or we're going to go to the swim club and go swimming. You know, do something that they feel that they are involved and rewarded for the time because who wants to hang out with mom and dad when they're out you know working and they have to sit in the car and you know get in and out and all that stuff so make it a fun thing and and when it's fun for them it's going to be fun for you because they're not yelling and screaming at each other so in closing you know i just think that you know surviving the summer can be daunting i guess um or it can be a lot of fun so it's just how you look at your your months that are coming up and your mindset of how you're going to approach it. So know that, you know, you can have the help that you need. You just have to look at what that help is. Um, you know, if it's just if ordering your groceries online and having somebody deliver them to your house, if that is going to get you excited, then you go do that. Okay. Um, if you're the person that says, no, I want the people that come and mow my yard and, I want that housekeeper and I want all of that, then go get it. Go find that person and bring them in and, and let them know what your expectations are to see if it's a good fit. So, you know, that, those are my tips for how to get through the summer. Um, we always enjoyed the summers because we were organized. But I also had three little boys that were very involved in sports and as they grew up, it just kind of was a part of our life. And, you know, we always knew, you know, 365 days out of the year, we were involved in sports. And sometimes it got a little crazy, but we always made it fun. Um, I sometimes was taking work with me at a ballpark and I would sit there and do work while I was watching my kids play. You know, you just got to find the balance and, um, and not be afraid to ask for help and not be afraid to say no. So think of those things. And, um, you know, if you have any tips that you would like to offer for summer and um, helping other parents, you know, survive it, then let me know. I will be more than happy to share it. And then, um, you know, other than that, just I hope your summer is wonderful and fabulous. And we will see you next week um, on a, for another podcast. And, you know, I really do appreciate y'all joining me. Um, this podcast is turning out to be more than what we really thought. So if you would like to subscribe, we would appreciate it. If you would like to leave us a review, we would love it. Um, if there's anything that you would like for us to cover, just drop us a comment down below or send me a direct message and we will definitely do that. So we will talk to you next week and you go out and have a great day. Bye.